Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Beat School Podcast. I'm your host, Kia Orion, the man who is obsessed with making dope music and teaching you how to make your own. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Whether you tune in on audio, whether you tune in on video, you are a real one. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the podcast where we tackle all things music production, hip-hop, rap-related I'm really here to help you level up. If you want some things to help crush the learning curve, you can find all of my producer goodies at theproducervault.com or my personal website, kiaorion.com slash resources. That's Kia like the car, Orion like the constellation, K-I-A-O-R-I-O-N. Enough enough politics and let's get to the good shit. So in this um, episode, this is going to be another Q&A episode where I answer user-submitted questions from y'all. You can find me at Kia Orion everywhere on social, slide in the DM, holler at me with questions, or you can email me, Kia at KiaOrion.com. So this first one uh, I got from a DM and the guy asked me, um, he said, hey Kia, um, I, I'm only using four instrument sounds. They're stock instruments and my computer is starting to glitch. Does this mean I need to update my software, get more RAM, etc.? And what I did in this instance, what I applied to him, I said, check out your sample size, your buffering size. I don't mean samples in like you're flipping a sample. I mean, go to Ableton live, go to preferences, go to, I think it's audio it go to the tab audio and then go to um the late it's going to be in your latency you because if you are recording at a like 248 or uh, i think it's like 500 something um those are pretty short that's not giving you a lot of time and so it's going to take more cpu processing power yes your what you play will be more accurate but it can it just takes it's a, it's tougher on your machine so when after i record stuff in i'm always mixing it probably like 1000 or 2000 whatever those sample i'm at like the max just to give my computer more latency so if your computer's starting to glitch and you're working in a daw and it feels like things are getting um a little bit slow check out your latency it could just be an issue of bumping that up a little bit with your sample size okay on to the next one this one is from reddit this one's from connor joyce question about plugins all right let's see what you got connor i've been producing music logic pro for about a year now but i'm still only using stock plugins for my mixing i've heard from other you know what i'm getting hot i'm taking my shirt off Hi, it's your boy with the baldy. We really back. Question about plugins by Connor. I've been I've been mixing for about a year now. I'm still using only stock plugins for my mixing. I've heard some other producers. Third-party plugins can really help your mixes. But where do I start? What are useful basic stock plugins? Any help would it be pre Connor? Here's what you're gonna do. Stop trying to get fancy. Stop getting fucking fancy with your plugins, bro. Master the essentials. Master the basics. Get good with what's in your DAW. People try to get too fancy too fast. If you're a beginner, if you're asking this question, I've heard from producers that third-party plugins can be can help your mixes. If you're asking this question, I guarantee you have not become a master at your own stock plugins because when you start to venture into third-party plugins, that's when you want to start put the icing on the cake. Like that's not even the icing because that's still a really important part of your cake. That would be like the well, the candles. That's going to be the candles because the icing is really what makes the cake. Let's be honest. You want to add the candles at the very end. You add candles to spice it up. You add candles. Um, maybe they're trick candles. Maybe it's just one of those number. 
I don't really give a fuck about the candles. The point is, don't stop stressing about being fancy. Come back to basics. Come back to me, Connor. Come back to basics. Focus on the motherfucking fundamentals. This really comes down to patience and mastery. I love mixing with my stock plugins because they take such little CPU processing power that I actually prefer them. That's my secret. And a lot of the plugins I use, the third-party plugins I use, I didn't use for years until I actually knew what I was doing with my third-party plugins. And I said, I want a little bit more juice out of these. I want a, I want to eke out that last 5% of getting sexy with it. And so I'm going to I'm going to invest in some third-party plugins, but a lot of the third a lot of the third-party plugins I actually use are free. So that's something there. Save your money, invest in courses, invest in a coach, invest in yourself, invest in time. Don't worry about third-party plugins yet. Master the basics. I'll get off my soapbox. Sorry. All right. Um on to the next on on to the next one. Um this one's by Jolly John. This is a super long question. It says, I don't think that Genius Home Studio is the end of producers. He talks about the Genius Home Studio DAW, and he said um, that this is a really cool DAW, but um, what does he think about, you know what, I don't know this much about that DAW, so I'm going to just stay in my lane. I'm not even going to comment on it until I know more. I'm going to table that question. Hold that thought. This one's by Zay TK. Are chants copyrighted? In drum kits, I know the drums themselves usually find use, but what about the chants and FXs? Not if you get it off Splice because all Splice samples are royalty and copyright-free. I hate to be a stan for Splice, but I am what I am, and I just call it how it is. Use Splice. None of that shit is copyrighted. You're going to be fine. On to the next one. Um, I made my first sale while in turmoil. This one's by That Build. Um, he pretty much said... Uh, Life, he's having a really hard time with his life, but he made his first sale out of nowhere, and just seeing that made him pick up the pace. Can't wait to get back at it again after his life is um, out of being in shambles. So that build, uh, the question here, I think, is it's less of a question, more just a statement, how much these little wins um, can really mean. And I want to just take this second, the reason I brought this in was, excuse me, I heard Russ talking about this recently, everything is perspective. Appreciate this win. Appreciate your one sale, your first sale. Um, and Russ talks about this a lot, that 10,000 streams can feel like a million or like nothing. Because if we compare ourselves to other people, we're always going to come up short. Keep your own journey in perspective. This is your first sale. Don't be hard on yourself. This is a huge turning point. If you made one, you can bet your ass you can do it again. So make a mental note, journal about it, and then get out there, focus on making your second sale. Uh, Sizzle Beats said, ambient mixing. I noticed a lot of beats Drake uses have really ambient sounds and warmth to them. How do you get that sound mixing? Um, I've tried a bunch of different things, but figured I'd reach out, see if anyone has good tips or tutorials. Yes, so Sizzle, what you're gonna wanna do is, 40, a lot of the beats that Drake uses, or at least in his older stuff, now he uses a bunch of different people, OZ, other stuff, but the concept is still pretty the same, pretty much the same, is that, I talk about this all the time, but he, producers have often carved out space for Drake's voice, and Drake has this softy silk voice that is, it has a lot of warmth to it, it's kind of, he's got that kind of bassy voice, unlike me, I sound like I haven't hit puberty yet, so 
Um, my voice like clashes with a little bit of the higher end. Drake has like this kind of like mid rangey voice that um, 40 talks about 40s and one of his engineers made a lot of beats for him talks about how he's really crafted that space for Drake's voice in particular by filtering out a lot of the highs and it really puts the focus more on Drake's voice. So it just kind of a lot of his beats are very minimal. It's just like these pads. It's kind of these like lush pads. Might be some like vintage warmth in there. Maybe a little bit of like retro color. Some sort of like tube saturation plug-in. Something to just make it feel a little bit warmer. But then at the end, like the, again, like we said, getting fancy with it, it's really going to be um, the way that they're filtered and EQ'd. And Forty even talks about the way he's like slowed like bit rates down and stuff in some interviews I've heard with him. So they have their tactics. Check out some Forty interviews. That'll help you. Sebastian says, help, something's wrong with my DAW. I bought Splice today. When I tried to drag a sample into it, it shows an empty audio clip. I use FL Studio. What should I do? Sebastian, um, go to the Splice app and then click where it says open in enclosing folder and try to actually drag the WAV file into your DAW. That's what I do sometimes. I'll drag them in or the actual app won't work. Go find the actual WAV file itself. See if you can drag that in directly because when you download them, it does go to the app, but also downloads the WAV somewhere on your computer for real, for real. So try that out. If you're still having trouble, hit up their customer support. I hit them up all the time. They're super sweet and um, very responsive. Super sweet might not be what I want to use if I'm talking about rap shit, but that's the truth. Be who you are. Um, this one says, this was a question about rhythm. This was uh, Yan Yankees. Is what regarding rhythm, um, I find myself just when I make beats, I find myself combining the same rhythms again and again, which is the same variation of four sixteenth notes. How do you break out of this? So this is one that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later as well. I saw I brought in a question about loops, but I'm gonna say it twice. Get it right, get it tight. Um, I to break myself out, I find the same thing. I fall into the same patterns often. What I'll do is I'll just try to find random drum loops. Um, through Splice. I'll find random drum loops from either Splice or beats I like, whatever, drag those into my DAW and then recreate those. Because a lot of times beats will be made with drums, sequences, drum patterns that I never would have used before or never would have thought to use before. And so this can actually be really helpful to help me break out of my own pattern. I also have been experimenting a lot with dance hall just because I find a lot of my kicks and snare patterns are often the exact same. So rather than have to try to just like think outside the box, I just use inspiration from other places, drag it in, copy it. Add my own swag, keep it moving. This one's by Brand12350. How long should someone take to develop their own style and sound? How much time have you seen someone do it or how long did it take you? Brand, I'm still finding my sound, bruh. I've been at this 10 plus years, I'm gonna be honest. I think a lot of times the way that people develop their own style and sound is one, they either craft it with an artist, so if you think about like a 40 and a Drake, if you think about like a Guru and a Premiere, um, uh, there's a lot of these kind of examples of producers who have paired up with an artist and they kind of craft this lane together. That being said, if you're just a producer, I'd say do what feels right, do what feels natural. And if you end up, uh, production, unfortunately the production game, at least with like major labels and artists and stuff, they like niche. They want to say, I'm going to DJ Mustard for a DJ Mustard beat. Like DJ Mustard, I just caught my tempo like I'm DJ Mustard. So, but unfortunately, as someone who's more inspired than just making trap tracks, I'm a generalist. I like to make future funk. I like to make trap. I like to make lo-fi. I like to make old school boom bap. Um, I like to make dance records, like like uh, old school new disco. I like to make synthwave. Like I'm just a creative dude, so I don't like to just like make trap tracks all day. Um, but that's also hard because then if you're like, oh, what's a key a beat? 
it might not necessarily have a style. You might not necessarily know what you're getting in, what you're getting in for, but, um, that's why I run beat school and I'm not a major label producer. That's facts. All right. So let's go plus kitten mittens. This one says, I think I'm finally to a point where I feel confident in my work to start posting my beats. I need some advice. First of all, does anyone have general advice for getting started? Um, can someone give me honest, constructive criticism? I plan on starting my beat channel with. Yes, you can submit beats at flexorfix.com. Uh, that is where I have all of my, um, I, don't, I don't have all of my nothing. That's where I actually have a sheet where you can submit beats and I'll uh, go through them and I'll give you critical feedback on them to help you level up there, flexorfix.com. Um, as well as any advice for getting started, you just got to start somewhere. Don't expect perfection. Um, you've got to be afraid to fail. Post stuff out there. No matter the response, don't worry about it. Keep it moving. Keep posting. Don't let the, don't let the haters bring you down, bro. What This one's by PSU02. What's the best big name plugin at the moment? I'm leaning towards Omnisphere or Nexus. Are there other ones that I should look into? Um, I think when it comes to these, uh, these are both great ones. I would say Omnisphere uh, was one that was a game changer for me just because it's there's it comes with a bank of so many things and so like i love arturia that's another one that you can invest and you can try it through splice but the problem with that is that it's like all oh, cool retro synths whereas like omnisphere has a little bit more like kind of modern vibes but i probably use arturia the most i love their bases as well but you get some retro you get some modern you get some you get a little bit of everything with omnisphere which is why i like it so that would probably be the one the probably the biggest name plugin that I use that I really like. Another one that I really love are FabFilter, the FabFilter plugins, um, which fell off the truck, but still dope. Okay, uh, this next one's by Johnny Morals. As this are the '70s and '80s completely looked down upon or forgotten by modern producers? Uh, no, I don't think so. I just think that the reason we don't um, use those samples anymore is because we're more worried about copyright. I think at the beginning they were still figuring that out and clearing samples and stuff. I know for me personally, I love those old records, but I want to be able to monetize my records as much as possible. Not worry about if I send them to um, artists about having to clear them. And if I use them myself, I don't want to have to worry about clearing them. So I love those old records. I just think there's so much of a headache that a lot of people don't use them th these days. But Tory Lanez dropped an album not too long ago. I mean, that was in seven or eight, seventies or eighties. It was very modern. But um, uh, like Drake uses a lot of those still. I don't think so. I think I think I don't think they're overlooked. I just think it's a pain in the ass to use them. This one's by Not Like Me. How many of y'all loops use loops for making beats? Uh, I use loops all the time. I don't make a beat without using loops, and that's the God's honest truth. I bring in loops because I don't play melodies really. Unless it's like secondary melodies, I use everything from Splice. And then I'm just a ninja with the way I manipulate the audio. But I'm actually not really playing much out. Um, so I use loops for every single beat. And like I said before, piggybacking off one of the other questions, I also use a lot of drum loops. I'll bring in the drum loop. I'll kind of see what they did. And then I'll, I'll make my own drum loop kind of around their whatever theirs was. I'll use it for inspiration. Um, I use a lot of loops for just kind of like high-end, um, not high-end, but like like tops, like different percussion rhythms, hi-hat rhythms from output, um, arcade by output. They have these loops in there, these really interesting like hi-hat kind of percussion loops, which I use a lot. So I use loops all the time with making beats. I don't think loops are a problem. I think it's how do you use the loops and then build on them to make something unique and make something truly your own. Last one is 
um, actual 53 things similar to Splice. Anyone have similar to Splice? Uh, yes, I'll talk about this all the time. Looperman is great. Tons of free resources out there, but I can't recommend Splice enough. I don't make a beat without Splice. I'll keep this one short. Only one part today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, again, theproducervault.com for all of your producer goodies. Thank you for tuning in. I'll check you on the next one. You're a real one if you even made it this far. Slide in the DM at Keo Ryan if you got questions. Peace.